charge here. That's what the rules are. Ah, uh, yeah! The last time we'll be playing that theme song for a while, I guess. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 52. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand in the Morning Show. Jamie from Light FM, not here today. She is on a cruise. Lucky, lucky woman. Not the uh, Walker Stalker cruise, but still on a cruise. Won't even get to watch the finale for another week. So instead, I'm slumming. I got a stand-in co-host today. Intern John from the mighty syndicated Kane show out of Washington, D.C. How are you, John? Oh, well, what a fantastic introduction. It was almost better than my tease last week I got on the, uh, the program. That's right. Now, if, if you listen to us every week, then you've heard John on our show before when I was bitching about not having an official Negan Lucille bat that Correct. John got. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after, thanks to John and my bitching and moaning, I got one as well. Which means when you get something dope this coming season, you better remember your friend here and uh, send me something That's too. right. And, and if I get it first, you need to come on and bitch about not having it so that you get it second. Oh, I absolutely will. But you bitched about it, and that's how you got it. That's right. Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> Do a podcast. Uh, so if you if you love what John has to say, or you just love John in general, and how can you not, uh, find him at Intern John Radio. Not an intern, but he is Intern John Radio uh, on, on the Twitter. And uh, if, yes, you're, if you're a fan of Elvis Strand in the Morning Show, John used to work with Bethany at Bethany's previous radio station, KDWB, in uh, Minnesota. Did 10 years ago, when I, was, when I was actually an intern, we started like a month apart. Yeah. Our, our last day was the same day. It just kind of happened by coincidence, I guess. And so right before we started recording this podcast, I said to Bethany, would you like to say hi to John? As if there's no other way for her to communicate with him. And she, yeah, said, I know, right? she said, sure, let's talk to him through the microphone. And that was 25 minutes ago. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like we, like we hadn't talked to each other in years, but it's like now we, we talk almost you know, weekly. <laughs> yeah, but today seemed like the whole week. So um, if you're getting this podcast, whatever time you get it, no, it could have been up 25 minutes earlier. Sorry. So you can thank Bethany and John. <laughs> I'll have to choose my uh, my co-hosts more carefully. Oh, this guy. That's hurtful, Brody. All right, so season seven, season finale. It's been a tough season. Uh, there's been a lot of what we call on this show bottle episodes with, like, only one or two cast members, like um, uh, Tara and Heath going off or, or just Rick and Michonne, and it was good to have the whole gang back together. What did you think of the finale? Loved it? Hated it? Just okay? I thought it was one of the... Like, I thought this finale, maybe more than other ones that I can remember, definitely moved the story a lot further. I think, I remember, like, some of the finales seemed like they went an episode too long. Like, I remember whatever season was when Merle died. So Merle died in the second-to-last episode, and they had the end-of-season episode after that, and, like, yeah. nothing happened. And I was like, I feel like they should have ended the season an episode earlier. But I feel like this season ended, I think, on a great note where it's like everything's kind of finally coming together. You see the whole gang. You see, like, Negan's finally going to get his. And things are kind of going in the right way. Yeah, so last season finale, season six, was the introduction of Negan. Mm-hmm. And you know he killed someone, but you didn't know who, and it was a major cliffhanger. People right. were pissed off and angry. How could they do this? Trying to get ratings. I loved last year's finale because it was it was so gut-wrenching, such tension, and then it left you hanging. But then I spent the whole off-season trying to figure it out, trying to figure out camera angles and where the right. the tree shadows were and the camper and and what the clues were and whose guts were there and and and, and it made, to me it was fun. But this finale really no cliffhanger. It wrapped everything up. Everything happened that you wanted to happen. So, uh let's talk about it. 
Uh, first, I want to get off uh, a, a tradition that's become a tradition for a couple of weeks now. I'm going to say it a couple of times during the podcast, but F you into the Badlands. Hashtag, <laughs> right? hashtag F you into the Badlands. I, 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 the soon as the show starts, before it starts, I have to see a commercial for Into the Badlands. And then, of course, after the show ends, after The Walking Dead ends, an hour I have to wait for Talking Dead because of F you into the Badlands. I can't believe you actually want. I I can't stand up to watch it. I I always look and go, this is not going to happen. You're not going to make Band of the Badlands happen. Sorry, MC. Yeah, uh, you know what? I hear it's a good show. I don't care. You're not shoving right. it down I, my throat. I negative attitudes. Yeah, exactly. Like, I hate you because you make me wait for Talking Dead and Chris Hardwick. Right. So here's what you do. You put it on one week, one week after The Walking Dead, at, or put it on after Talking Dead, after the finale. Of course, I'm going to watch whatever's next, maybe, or get me to DVR it and watch it. But when you force it down my throat, hashtag F you into the Badlands. Oh, I will retweet that hashtag. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> so the episode starts with Sasha wearing headphones, and thankfully she's not listening to Easy Street, and she, oh, falls as- she falls asleep. At this point, we don't know where she is. She could be sitting in the dark in her cell. Negan gave her an iPad. We don't know. So rather than review that scene over and over again every time it pops up, let's get it out of the way. She's in a casket, which she gets into at the end of the show, and I guess in the grand scheme of things, all of the scenes in the middle of the episode with Sasha wearing headphones are actually flashbacks mm-hmm. to before she takes the pill. So right. we'll get to the pill part. But basically, she's daydreaming and she's thinking and she's she's thinking about Abraham. And then I, I want your opinion on the Abraham scenes as we get to them, because I have a theory about them. And I, I think you may have a different theory and I, we can debate that. So, OK, so she's listening to the headphones. It's really like a 20-second clip. We go right to the credits. We get to breathe, watch the commercials. We come back. Sasha's wearing the headphones again. She wakes up on a couch and kisses Abraham. She thinks she's in the time right before they left for Hilltop with Maggie, and she tells Abraham not to go. And this is a recurring scene that keeps happening throughout the episode. When she wakes up, she seems to remember Negan bashing his head in. Spoiler, Negan bashed Abraham's head in. Sure did. So... Is this a flashback to when she woke up and had a bad dream? Or is it a dream sequence where she wishes she tried to warn Abraham? Or is it a dream that she wakes up from a dream? What is it exactly, do you think? Well, at first, I thought it was kind of like she was seeing Abraham in the afterlife, too. I thought I was just waiting for Glenn to walk in and be like, we're ready for you to come home, Sasha. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was the angle there and go, my God, if Glenn comes in, my girlfriend Laura is going to absolutely ball and break down. But I, I think it was maybe she was just having – I mean, they always say, like, your life flashes before your eyes when you die. So maybe she already at that point took the pill and was having the flashbacks of, like, maybe what she could have done to say what happened. I also thought the Maggie thing was interesting. She said, you know, Maggie can take care of her herself, something like that. Right. Like, Whoa. Did not see that line coming because everybody kind of, you know, loved Maggie. So I don't know if that was, like, a jealousy thing. See, I don't know. Too, I, or... Did she say that to Abraham because she meant it? or because she was just looking for something to say to get Abraham not to go. Because right. remember, she woke up from a dream where she th- she thinks Abraham got bashed by a baseball bat, or she ha- she's sensing something bad's going to happen, and Abraham told it like it is. He's like, listen, this is who we are. You know, right. we, we fight for other people. Maggie and the baby are, are the future, and they end up going, and we know what happened there. This is all, this scene, if it's real, would have taken place in the season finale last season at the beginning of the episode before they jumped in the RV. Yeah, went around for hours and hours and circles and circles. I would tell you, too, like, to find out whatever happened to Eugene when they took him. Because we never really found out, like, when they took Eugene from the RV, it just kind of 
it goes to like the end scene with the the baseball bat, but then Eugene never says what happened, how they found him. No, but they did. Well, they basically were watching everybody and had every roadblock, so they must have stopped him. But he said yeah. la- he said last week that the forty seven minutes he was driving, he felt like a hero, and then was reminded he's not. I wonder if we'll see like when that happened if Negan offered him a deal that long ago and Eugene took it. Interesting. Yeah, you know I mean, like think about because it, it, at this time it was weird. They never bothered showing. I think that'd be a great clip to see Eugene driving all of a sudden pooping his pants because Negan shows up. So I, my theory is maybe Negan offered something last season and Eugene being the coward just didn't say anything to anybody. You know what? You know? I, I like that theory except except uh, except for this. He was terrified when he asked him who made the bullet. And when sure. he when he brought him the sanctuary with the hood on, he was still terrified. And when they opened the door to the outside where Dwight was, he was still terrified. So I don't well, think he, I don't think he had a deal on the table. In theory, that he wouldn't know what the sanctuary looked like if they caught him in the woods, so he could just be not knowing where nah, he was. Because at that point, Negan didn't know who he was and didn't know he was smart and didn't know he was helpful. I don't. Well, it wasn't a strong a, word. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, he lies that he's smart. That's his angle. Yeah. I don't think Negan knew he was valuable until he told him that he made bullets and he and he was smart and he got the impression he was useful. Yeah, so I, I don't think he would have made a deal with with the mullet. So that well, that's just that's my theory. Um, so okay, so Sasha wakes up from this dream that she's having, and we're back to she's she's in the cell, and uh, Negan comes in with food and he says, "Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life," which is the title of the episode. And Negan genuinely likes her the way he liked Carl. He likes mm-hmm. badass people, even if you run in and kill people, as long as you're badass about it, he respects you. Right. And so he he's bringing her food, not poisoned, and he says, "You're gonna help make sure things get back on track." And he says, you're hot, and you're capable, and you're all these great things, and no one's going to want to watch you die. I don't want to watch you die. You don't have to die, but someone does. Maybe a couple of us tops, but not you, not most people. We we are going to help solve some shit. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, there's blueberries. There's pancakes with blueberries in the shape of a smiley face. Of course there are. Yeah, because that's just, you know, he's so cute. Um, I thought when, when Sasha said only when she she made him promise that only one person had to die, that's when I was like, oh, maybe she's going to, you know, yeah. take things in her own hands. By the way, I'm going to file that under hashtag jumping ahead, but that's okay. My, my, I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. When Sasha said, because, okay, so jumping ahead a little bit, Negan says, well, I'm going to kill three people with Lucille, and she says only one. Yeah, and Negan's like, "Oh, you know what? You're you're a boss ass woman with uh, beach ball sized testicles." Um, <laughs> and so, all right, only one. All right, I can work with you on that. And she meant her, clearly, which which he I, didn't realize, of course. Well, yeah. And I, I, I curiosity, how do you think uh, Tyrese would have acted if he was there instead of Sasha? If Sasha had died back when they captured Tyrese. Well, first of all, I don't all, think he'd be mentally strong enough to handle it. No, and Tyrese never would have raided raided the complex. He wouldn't have gone in with a machine gun. He was a passive aggressive. He was passive, uh, and yeah. he didn't want to hurt anybody. At the end, he didn't even want to kill walkers. He was sort of he's uh, a waste of muscle, man. They could have used him to build five walls. Yeah, they could have. I, listen, I would have loved to have seen Abraham in the war. Um, but oh that, yeah, but that didn't work out. Abraham died in the comics before the war as well. In fact, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, Abraham died with the bolt in the eye that, that Doctor Denise got. So Abraham oh, actually lasted a little bit longer than he did in the comics by letting Negan, you know, by dying under Negan's hand. Yeah, can we talk about Tara too? Hashtag jumping ahead again. No, I, no, I, no, no, no. We're about to get to the cell. We're we're getting there. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Okay, I'll talk. I'll talk faster. 
Okay, so we're in the cell with Dwight, and Rick says to Dwight, why? Why do you want to, uh, you know, turn sides? And because Dwight says, because I want Negan dead. And he goes, but it can't just be me. They're all Negan, which we learn, you know, Eugene is also Negan. So in other sure. words, you can't just kill Negan because the rest of them are all assholes like Negan also. Sure. And so Tara walks up to him and goes, that girl you murdered? She had a name. She was a doctor, and she helped people. And Dwight, and then Dwight has a great line. He says, I wasn't aiming for her, as if that makes it okay. <laughs> hey, man, but, I, I killed your girlfriend, but I wasn't aiming for her. And I'm that, like, I her directly in the eye, though. It was a perfect shot. Right, because he told Daryl, he goes, uh, it was, you know, he's still not, uh, he wasn't comfortable with the crossbow at that point. And yeah. you know he was aiming for Daryl, so Daryl gets crazy at that point, which I knew he would, and he puts a knife to his eye, to Dwight's eye. Now, this is the part you're referring to. Tara starts yelling, do it! Do it! This is the girl who went to Oceanside with no bullets. Correct. Was doing stand-up material when they wanted to kill her. She's like, hey, let me make you all laugh. She's a complete pacifist, and she's yelling, do it! And Dwight, uh, she, Dwight's she like... She said, wait, man. Yeah. I didn't know what her name was until, like, she's, I think she joined... Uh, she, she wasn't with Abraham and... No, she yes, was... she wasn't. No, she was with the governor when the governor right. left to form another family. Right. She was right. the she was the sister of the guy he was the girl that he was banging. Right. And she so, was the and, only one who survived. Not read the comics. Yeah, and, and, and not reading the comics, like I didn't know Tara's name for sure until maybe a season ago. So I was like, Tara, you really shouldn't be talking. Well, you know what? <laughs> Tara's not a leader. Tara's not in the comics, which is why a rat okay. that's why a rat from the the Saviors in the comics, a rat's name is Tara. So in order to not have two Taras, they they spelled Tara backwards and named her a rat. Although I, I don't know why, if you know you have a Tara in the Saviors, why you'd have another Tara. It's like different people writing the show didn't read the comics. Speaking of which, huge reference to the comics coming up as we get to Sasha um, that, oh we've been to- that we've been talking about. So Dwight says he's sorry. I, I, I know you want to stick it in my eye, but I'm sorry. And Rick and Michonne are like, you know, he could be here to see if Daryl's here. We can't trust him. And Dwight says, look, man, he owned me, but not anymore. What I did, I was doing for someone else, uh, but she got away, so I'm here, meaning Sherry. So right. whatever he did, whatever prick things he did, he did for Sherry. Except if you were looking to protect Sherry, why'd you steal Daryl's bike um, back in season five? Beginning of season six. Beginning of season six. Yeah. Why, why'd you steal his bike when you could have gone to Alexandria and lived happily ever after? Well, at least until Negan showed up. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like, I always thought, I had a feeling um, maybe last season, no, probably beginning of the first half of the season, that I was like, I think Dwight will eventually join Alexandria because he seems like he doesn't enjoy doing the bad stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he right. seems like he's just kind of going on with the program. And I think he obviously still like feelings for his wife. And that's why he knew he, the fact that he brought her beer and read that Dear John note uh, was the last episode. Like, damn, dude, that sucks. Yeah, he, he, took, he a, also, took an iron for her, too. Yeah. You know? And he also, he also brought her pretzels, beer and pretzels, yeah. not just that. Yeah, yeah. Now, in the comics, spoiler. Um, he does the same thing. Um, he does it. At, he comes to the uh, the kingdom in the comic books to turn himself over, but it, he does faithfully turn on Negan in the comics. That now that may be different, but keep in mind, Daryl doesn't exist in the comics, and Dwight is the only crossbow guy. And Got so it. I don't know if the world needs two of two long haired crossbow guys long term, but who knows? No. It looks like he's going to help for now. Um, <laughs> yeah, at least now. This is when Tara yells again. Do it. You know her. And, and Dwight says, you know me now, you know I'm not lying. Meaning, you saw me at the sanctuary, Dwight, uh, Daryl. You know that I'm not as big a prick. I tried to be sort of nice to you. I tried to help you. You know I'm not, and Tara's like, do it! Like, Tara's, Tara's balls out. 
I kept saying, Tara, shut up. Yeah, like, I'm like, Jesus. You know who God, makes that? I, no, Jesus didn't say anything. But, um, you know, you know, it's up to Rick. Like, Rick should be telling Tara, ease off, honey. Like, you dated, you dated Dr. Denise for like a week. Yeah, and you, you keep screwing things up. Tara bounces around more than Rick does. Right. You never, with people. You don't even know she got you the soda because you were gone uh, with Heath on a mission. And, uh-huh. ne- and Negan drank the soda. Wearing your cool sunglasses when he came back. Yeah. Yeah, so don't Stupid act ass. like you had like this long-term relationship. Hell no. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Rosita decides she's finally going to tell people what's going on. Oh, by the way, they have Sasha. <laughs> to see you guys now. Yeah, by the way, side note, uh, in case you're wondering where Sasha is, she's not here. Yeah, uh, you have the, the more badass chick than me. Yeah. Right, the right, one right. you guys really need. So Dwight says, Negan's coming soon. Tomorrow, three trucks, 20 saviors. I'll bring some trees down. I'll block them. I'll do what you, you know, whatever I can to help you guys. And then he goes on with this long plan about how he's, you know, they can wipe out the sanctuary. They can get the workers on their side. And then they can go after all the outposts. And they can rescue Sasha. And uh, Rick's like, all right, keep talking. So Rick likes his plan. But at this point, obviously, he doesn't know about the scavengers, about the, the garbage pail kids right. th- that we're going to find out later because he he obviously had no clue, otherwise he would have warned them. So he leaves, and th- there's a great scene with uh, Rick and Dwight. And Dwight, uh, as Dwight leaves, Dw- uh, Daryl says, if he's lying, I'll kill him real slow. When this is done, I don't care if he's sorry, I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. And Rick says, if he's lying, this thing is over already. So if Dwight's lying to them and he's going to run back to Negan, the jig is up because Rick thinks that the real problem is Dwight will tell him what's going on. Meanwhile, Negan already knows what's going on because a little little birdie told him. Now, you guys know, if you tweet the show, you listen to the podcast, I called the betrayal last episode. I called it. I nailed it. Some of you people were like, no way. No way. It's got to be Eric. It's got to be Eugene. It's got to be... Uh, Gregory, you called the Trojan horse. I yeah. called it. I, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get a. Com- I still think there's another betrayal. By the way, I'm still not convinced that 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 was the only one. I think there's another rat still. Well, Gregory's obviously going to go to the the. He's obviously on his way to sanctuary to rat them out. But I think there's one more. I think Enid is also. No, nah, everybody. People have been saying. Dude, people have been saying I, Enid since the wolves came to town. Right. As I'm, she's up to. She's up to no good, man. No. She's sneaky. She, you, you just don't trust women, John. That's always been your problem. Oh, that's what it is. I, women are the most badass people on that show. That's true. But, but Enid is. There's always just been something. She always looks like she's up to something that she shouldn't be. All right. All right. Uh, commercial for Preacher. Love the show, Preacher. We uh, we do full reviews of Preacher every week during the off-season of Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Preacher comes back June 25th. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead comes back June 3rd, so I'm not sure if they're going to overlap at some point. So that's going to be tough to review, but we'll get to that. So Preacher fans, the Preacher feature on our podcast returns June 25th. Uh, we come back, and uh, Sasha's talking to Abraham about the dream, and, uh, and Abraham, in typical Abraham fashion, says, you had a dream about me? <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, what was I wearing? Was I dolphin yeah, Was I dolphin smooth? Yeah, Sasha. <laughs> okay, so Negan tells Sasha, you come out, don't say a word. They stand down. Lucille gets three of them, and we move forward with a new understanding. And Sasha starts crying. And Negan says to her, are you shitting me? Is this for real? Because he knows Sasha's a badass, not as someone who's yeah. going to cry. And Sasha says, no, we talked about this. No one has to die. And Negan says, you're wrong. Punishment is how we built everything we have. And Sasha says, no one has to die. I'm not going to let you kill anybody. And Negan's like, you're not going to let me. 
honey, listen, I respect you, but don't tell me what you're going to let me do. And then, he, you know, he comes around in that Negan style. How about this? Just one, just for you. And she says, okay, just one person has to die. We said that. And obviously she means her. Right. Uh, and I'm going to call bullshit when we get to the part where we find out what happened to Sasha. Then Negan says, you got me wrapped around your finger. Yeah, it's, he does. It's not a man-woman thing. If you had a dick, I would still have these feelings. <laughs> that was the best. I started laughing. Like, damn, he's charming. Yeah, he, you know, you want to like... That's what makes him so awful, is that you want to like him. I yeah. mean, after all, as he pointed out later in the episode, which we'll get to, he made call spaghetti. He sure did? He sure did. It's like, if he had he not killed Abraham and Glenn, he'd probably be a big fan of him over some people in Alexandria. Well, listen, there's there's the old theory that people keep talking about. If the show had followed the saviors from the beginning, would they be the good guys and would Rick be the bad guy? For, That's true. For wiping out the satellite. I say Negan's still a bad guy because he still kills people. He still goes into a, a town and kills someone and it makes you work for him. So I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not letting him off the hook. Just defending his own. I like his personality. I think he's funny, but he's still an evil prick. The girl who was in charge of the pantry, who was like, we're starving here. He Olivia, goes, yeah. Starving. I, you. He goes, really? He says, Rick, you remember? He goes, Rick, uh, forgive me, but I can't help but notice. You got a fat girl in charge of the supplies. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, man, it's so... <laughs> Bold and cow, it's like I shouldn't laugh, but that's funny. Right, and he's just being like he's just being himself. Yeah. Forgive me for saying this, but you know I can't be the only one that noticed. <laughs> All right, so we're back at the hilltop. Maggie and Jesus are plotting to bring the hilltop to go help um, Rick and Alexandria. Gregory's gone at this point. They know he's gone to the sanctuary to rat them out. Jesus tells Maggie he's happy she's the one making the decisions, and Maggie's holding Glenn's watch. Mm-hmm. Herschel's watch. Her- Herschel's watch, which was Glenn's watch before yeah. that. And I got to be honest with you, that thing's jinxed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Herschel, so Herschel had the watch. He's dead. Glenn got the watch. He lost it to the uh, Terminus people. They died. Then they got the watch back. Glenn got the watch. He's dead. There's a list, I think, on the uh, on the wiki page for The Walking Dead. It lists everybody that held the watch, and they're all dead. Oh, Except so far for Enid and Maggie. But, you know, Enid could be next. I, I have a theory about Maggie, too, that we've talked about via text that you don't necessarily agree with, but I think that could happen one day, too. Well, listen, I don't know what's going to happen five, seven seasons from now. I'm saying within the pregnancy. I no, think no. Of like, no, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, take, let's talk about it. Because so people, I, I, have, people have had this theory before. Yeah, I, I also think, too, like, I've read things about because the fan reaction was so intense for Glenn's death being so bloody that they've kind of tried to not go that extreme, so this probably maybe won't happen. But I have a theory that, like, they're talking about, you know, problems with the baby and so forth. Like, if the baby was a, a stillborn or, or something like that, where the baby would come alive inside of her because everybody has the gene and eat her from the inside and have to do, I guess, an emergency C-section and try to save her. That's my my far-out theory that it, it okay. could happen in the, within the world of The Walking so Dead. So I think that somebody may get pregnant, and that may happen to them, but not Maggie. Maggie's going to lead the hilltop. They've built up Maggie as a leader and, and as someone that people can look to. They've really gone out of their way to build her up as a, as, a, as a leader that could take over the show, maybe, if anything happened to Rick. And so I don't see that happening. I see Maggie's Glenn baby as the Lion King baby, that they're going to hold the baby up like Simba. the Lion King, like Simba. This kid's going to be the future. Uh, you know, And you know Judy is getting older, like three years older every episode at this point. 
Yeah, she's she already walking and talking. So I think Maggie's fine. But hey, listen, tweet us at walkers underscore talkers at intern John Radio. And of course, at David underscore Brody. Let, let, let us know what you think about Maggie's baby being a walker and ripping her apart from inside or almost ripping her apart, maybe being taken out, uh, you know, like like in, in the scene from the original Alien uh, Aliens movie. Or alien. I mean, Maggie's badass, though. She'll survive. I do think, like, The Walking Dead is cool because the female characters are so strong. Yes. Where it's just like, like Maggie's, and I mean, Carol, obviously, but Maggie, too, is like, that girl's a badass, man. Like, I, I think Rick would stand down to Maggie if there was a fight. I'd be afraid of Maggie. Oh, I'd be afraid of all of them. So, speaking of powerful women, we get to the kingdom, and we've got Carol. She's got full armor, and she's like, guns up now. She's a boss. Hell and, yeah. Uh, they run into a row of shopping carts, Richard style. And they're like, uh-oh, who did this? Richard's dead. I'm like, wait a minute. Richard's absolutely dead, right? Because they Clint, they buried him. He's got to be dead. This yeah, isn't, yeah. They weren't faking his death, were they? Because that would have been pretty cool. Uh, it was Morgan. He was going to ambush the saviors by himself. And and his version of the saviors is Gavin and Jared and that idiot bunch. Right. And they're obviously from a satellite branch because we've never seen them at the sanctuary. No. So they must be at, an, at a satellite location because they're going to get theirs eventually. My right. hope is that Shiva will eat Jared. That's oh, my hope. right. That'd be dope. That would be very dope. Although, you know, truthfully, any of them killing them by hand or Morgan, I think maybe Morgan needs to kill Jared. I'm not sure. I, and I, all I hope, too, is like, you know, this, I know in the comics, uh, Negan gets captured, but, you know, because I thought... Spoiler. Like, like, everybody wants to see Negan get murdered, but I was like, finally, the governor's death was so unfulfilling. I wanted to do the exact same thing with Negan or, or, or Jadis or one of them, but where the death is like, it's not what you want it to be. Yeah, you know I mean, because the governor, like, I would love to see the governor get torn apart, but instead he has the knife through the or the sword through the chest. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. it wasn't awful. It was good to see him die. Um, Negan is still alive in the comics, which is five or six seasons ahead. So, okay, then that doesn't mean that they won't kill him on the show earlier. But in the, I'm just saying, comic book wise, he's still alive. But listen, right. we learned this episode, and I'll, I'll mention it more as we get closer to the end of the episode. They they definitely took a they took a right turn from the comics. In this episode, so I will mention that. Um, Morgan is there. Ezekiel's like, hey, Morgan, what's going on? Were you going to fight them by yourself? Join us. And, um, you know, he says, you're not stuck here. You can come with us. And he gives a Braveheart kind of speech. And he says, the saviors are a dragon with many heads. And he says, are you wearing Benjamin's armor? Uh, He says, "Uh, do you wear it to serve you or do you wear it to honor him? Join us on this journey to create an alliance. Fight with us and we shall defeat them so no one will ever suffer under the capricious, their capricious malevolence again, which is, I mean, capricious malevolence. How great is that? Well, but armor is a strong word, too, because that looks like he put together some egg crates and is playing, you know, soccer with three-year-olds. No, you know what it looks like? It looks like they're playing um, laser tag. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, that's laser tag armor. Yeah. So it's... Like, what's, what's he trying to protect, his nipple? What's I... he getting covered? <laughs> I guess if a walker tries to bite him on his nipple, he's safe. Yeah, he's good. Uh, so anyway, so Morgan decides to join them, and they got the flags and the horses, and it's something like out of medieval times, and uh, King Ezekiel says, we start once more for the fallen, for the kingdom, for the glory of victory. You got chills. Admit it. I did, but I, I remember looking at my girlfriend and said, it's so stupid that they're carrying flags. That's one thing I said. I was like, that, that stands out so badly. Like, those guys are screwed. Oh, oh fun fact, though. I guess one of the guys holding the flags, um, uh, iHeartRadio, we did a contest where he could be an extra in The Walking Dead. So that guy's a listener in D.C. And no. he got to be uh, one of the extras in, in the episode, which is cool. Wow, that, that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, I was like, that's like that's his life goal right there. You know, he, he got his two minutes of fame, but that, how awesome would that be to be on that set? That's pretty cool. You know, our show uh, in New York, the Elvis Trend Morning Show, 
uh, we gave away the prize to be King Ezekiel. So uh, oh. that guy, we you know, one of our listeners. How about that? Yeah, look at that. But he does works at the zoo in D.C. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But he listens to us. How about that? Hey man, okay, uh, on, on the replay really, channel. I would really love. I, I keep going off topics. I'm very ADD, but I would love to see them actually go to DC just to see. I think it'd be cool to see the monuments zombified. You know what I mean? And that, I think that'd be a really cool like sight to see. Yeah, you know what? That would be. I think that's. I think that's why they they film where they film and they it takes place where it takes place because yeah. they can't go anywhere where there's snow because the walkers would be screwed right. up and the filming would be difficult. It's it's like the Fear the Walking Dead. They filmed it in L.A. to begin with, but then they they hot tailed it out to Mexico to film where it was barren and easy to film as soon as they could. You can't really right. film a Walking Dead show in New York City or L.A. or or D.C. Um, although you know it would be nice to see some congressmen getting ripped apart by walkers, uh, well, just, just in general. Because, I mean, Alexandria is only in real life. It's it's like maybe a twenty minute drive from D.C. So right. They're not that far. I mean, obviously they're not road conditions, but they're not that far in theory. I think it'd be just dope to see. Cause I always liked when they in the beginning it shows like the CDC and like military bases. Right. It really shows you like, oh, there's a lot of destruction. I guess it's kind of a morbid thing to say, but I always find that stuff pretty interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was great when they started the show in Atlanta and Rick rode into town on the horse. Yeah, I think that'd be cool to see again. Like, what, what civilization is doing? No, you're assuming that that there's civilization in Washington D.C. right now, which there is not. So. Well, real life. Real life. In, uh, the show, yeah. Exactly, exactly. All right. <laughs> so uh, we're back to Alexandria. The scavengers, the garbage pail kids, the dirty bastards, they roll in on bikes and garbage trucks, which was pretty badass. That's kind of, the bikes was kind of scary. That, that's kind of a horror movie. Yeah, and then so Jadis uh, is talking to Rick, and she says, uh, so this is what you're defending? And he says, you know, it's not really about this place. It's about the people. And she says her usual line uh, she's like Groot, who says, I am Groot yeah. all the time. Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy is, we take, we don't bother. Maybe another way. So at this point, you're like, all right, so they're going to fight. They're going to help Rick out. They're going to do the right thing. Now, I know differently. I predicted it. You got, probably had a feeling. Uh, but this is yeah. this is great. Jada asks Michonne if Rick is hers. And, <laughs> and she says, uh, yeah, we're together. And she says, I lay with him after. You you care? In other words, I'm going to sleep with him when we're done. Cool, you cool with that? Yeah, I, I thought it was weird, too. Uh, they all talk weird. Like, like, do they talk that way before the apocalypse? That's you know what, what I don't get. Look, if the apocalypse started 20 years ago and you raised yourself as children in a junkyard, yeah, then you you have weird customs, but the apocalypse has only been going on a few years, and you're in your 20s, so what is That's the deal the there? Well, what, do you, what, what kind of acid are y'all dropping in the garbage uh, you know, pickup area? And since uh, you're going to betray them, spoiler, um, since you're going to betray them, you really think you're going to sleep with Rick? That he's going to go, eh, I'm going to sleep with you. Yeah, with that hair? What the hell happened, girl? Yeah, well, yeah please. Uh, someone tweeted at me. I don't remember who it was. I apologize. Uh, never should have trusted a girl with bangs like that. So yes. can't you can't trust a girl with, with bangs, with bad yeah. bad yeah. bangs like that. With horrible ombre hair. Right. So so Michelle, Michonne says, uh, we should go back to work. And then Rick has this great look of fear and shock, and he starts backing away. Like, uh, okay, uh, yeah, like, you're not my type, honey. Um, <laughs> all right, so we see um, uh, Daryl and Rosita and Aaron getting dynamite ready in the truck outside yep. the walls. The scavengers are up on the walls watching them. The saviors are headed to Alexandria. The, there's trees in the road. Now, we know that Dwight cut them down. Yep. So he, he, he definitely followed through on that promise. And um, Negan 
thinks it's the survivors. He thinks that our group cut the trees down, so that's good. No one suspects Dwight. Eugene says, uh, listen, when we get there, can you give me the opportunity to calm people down? Like, let me kind of smooth things over, slow their roll. Okay. And, and, you, and Negan gives him that look like, yeah, Eugene, all right, yeah, all right. And uh, we see Tara blocking the road, and that evil bitch Tamiel is looking on with a cigar, like with this look of disdain. <laughs> this, she and, wasted that cigar, too, as a cigar guy. She smoked maybe not even a third of that cigar. I was like, girlfriend, you have so evil these two hours left of that cigar. What yeah, a waste. And it, you're in the zombie apocalypse. You're wasting cigars and and more. Yeah. And on the same note, they must have a lot of gas at the junkyard. But how much gas does it take to drive a garbage truck? True. That's not very efficient. So I understand you had a couple of guys on bikes. I get it. But it reminded me of uh, the kingdom when they delivered the one cantaloupe. Yeah, what a waste. They had, man. To, they had to put it in the big truck. You yeah. Could, you couldn't bring it on horseback. You didn't have the Prius ready to go. Yeah, you couldn't hotwire a. A RAV4, something a little smaller, a smart car? Come on. <laughs> They're flossing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So M- Michonne goes up on a rooftop with a sniper rifle and one of the scavenger girls. Uh, she offers to go to another roof, and, the, uh, and she says, all right, yeah, you go to another roof. And the girl looks at her and says, we win. And Michonne's like, yeah, bitch, yeah, we win. Yeah, I get it. We win. Yep, no problem. That's when I was first worried, when when Michonne offered her to go to the other place, and this girl said she'd go instead. Like right, that. it was kind of creepy. Now, in the comics, as I mentioned last week, Andrea goes up in the clock tower, in the in the church tower. Okay. And a, and a male savior, because don't forget, the garbage pail kids, the scavengers, whatever you want to call them, they don't exist in the comics. Okay. So Andrea goes up in, in the, the bell tower with a male, and a male savior comes up and beats the crap out of her. So he surprises her and beats her up. And then Andrea throws him out of the tower. And of course, just like the TV show, Rick thinks Andrea falls out. Because remember, in the comics, Andrea's alive and she's dating uh, Rick. And Michonne ends up with Ezekiel. But in in the show, Carol's going to probably end up with Ezekiel. So Andrea's the sniper. So in this scene, the, the tower already collapsed in season six. It fell on the wall, and that, and then the, the zombie herd came into Alexandria. So that right. tower is not there, which is why Michelle went on up on the rooftop. Right. Okay. Now we got got all the comic book stuff uh, caught up over there. <laughs> uh, Sasha's again wearing the headphones. Uh, Abraham tells her we're gonna kick shit and eat snakes. God, you. God, I miss Abraham. I know, right? Sasha tried to get Abraham to stay back, not go. The Maggie thing, and he's like, you know what? They they could she's like they could use us here just once let's not let's not risk our lives, but no you know you know Abraham he's he's going. Oh uh, yeah, the hero. Okay, live action again. We're at the sanctuary. Sasha's walking down a hall with Eugene and a guard. Eugene says, "Did you change your mind about taking the allergy medicine?" And she <laughs> says, "Yes, I did." And Eugene says, "I think you'll get adjusted to this place sinus wise." And uh, Sasha says, "No, I won't. I'm not like you." And uh, Eugene says, if people did today, if people die today, it's because of the choices they made. What did you think of that? Like, he's, well, saying, just, he's saying if, if Rick and the gang died, they chose that. They chose this path. He, he's just so wishy-washy, too. And that's why it's like, you know, Eugene's, I think Eugene's still a coward on the inside. So the fact that he kind of acts like he knows what's going on and he has any pull, it's kind of like, Eugene, you're a coward, man. He is, but... Like, eventually, they're going to get rid of you. But saying that to Sasha, meaning, hey, fuck them. They made this choice. Yeah. Is he Negan? 
Like, is it no longer an act? Is he legitimately Negan? I think he probably thinks he does. It's kind of like this is the guy who lied about being a doctor. Remember, I remember when Abraham found out that their mission in D.C. was, like, not for anything. Like, how just devastated he looked. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, God, dude, and they still kept you around after all this stuff you didn't do, not firing shots, and everything you messed up. They still kept your ass around, watching uh, Rosita and Abraham get it on. <laughs> you yeah. know, they still kept your little weird ass around. Absolutely. Uh, so then we see a scene with Sasha and Maggie, which we find out they're sitting on a stump looking at the, at the, uh, the sunrise or the sunset or whatever, and, uh, and Sasha says to her, why, why are we here? And Maggie says, for this. And it's interesting, the two women, Sasha and Maggie, because they both lost a loved one, right? Sasha yeah. lost um, Abraham. Maggie lost Glenn. Spoiler, in case you didn't know that. Yeah. And they choose to honor their men differently. Maggie honors Glenn, as she talks about at the end of the episode, which we'll, we'll recap, by living a better life, by loving people, by caring and protecting your loved ones. And Sasha, Sasha honors Abraham by dying to protect others. Yeah. They both had the same kind of loss, but they both handle it in opposite ways, which I found interesting. Especially because, you know, Glenn obviously loved everybody, and Abraham gave his life, you know, for the better good, too. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, and they, they also both lost the family. I mean, Tyrese or whatever, but obviously you know, Maggie's lost everybody. Oh, you Maggie's I mean? lost everybody. I mean, she didn't care about Beth for like a season, but she, no. she eventually seemed to care. Yeah, and then, of course, yeah, Herschel, too. So it's like, God, that, that, she's gone through everything. It's kind of nice to see her be able to reflect and find some type of inner peace. Absolutely. All right, so we're back at Alexandria. The gang's ready to fight. Rick's on the wall. Jadis is hiding. It looks like it's survivors and scavengers. Survivors and scavengers, they're all intertwined. And they're ready to fight. Eugene rolls up on a flatbed truck with the other trucks full of uh, saviors. And... He's basically warning them, your options are zero to none, the jig is up, and in full effect, will you comply, Rick? And Rick says, where's Negan? And Eugene says, I'm Negan. I like you son of a bitch. Yeah, and <laughs> Sasha gave him a look like, you piece of shit. We were going to save you a couple of days ago, and you're Negan. So Rick realizes he's Negan, and he gives the signal to set the explosives off. So he's ready to kill Eugene. Were you surprised he was ready to kill Eugene? Yeah, and I also thought, too, I was wondering, you know, if Rosita was regretting having Eugene make him that bullet, you know, because Eugene had met, he warned her, like, you know, if, if we do this, you know, it's going to have a chain reaction. She was like, no, give me the bullet, and then she missed the damn shot, which ended up being why they got Eugene in the first place. So I, I was kind of wondering if Rosita was, you know, maybe regretting that or remembering that, but then when Rick said, you know, blow it, I was like, I guess it makes sense. I still, uh, I'm not, unless, I guess maybe they shared plans with the garbage pail kids. I don't know how they disabled the bomb and had nobody realized that it happened. Well, you know yeah, I, mean? I think that may be a little bit of TV magic. Okay. But, you know, everybody went inside. So maybe because Tamiel was out there, maybe she opened the truck when no one was looking and went in and pulled a wire. Maybe, sure. maybe she pulled the battery out of Rosita's remote. I mean, they did whatever they did. I'm going to say TV. I'm going to say I'm going to say hashtag TV explanation and just say they did it. I think if you overanalyze it, and there's definitely some overanalyzing in the tweets that we got. I want, I'm going to read some of them in a minute. Uh, I think you have to go. Yeah, they did it, and not try to overthink it. You know, like. But it was such an, wasn't it such like an empty feeling. Like you're like, huh? Wait. <laughs> Almost like exactly how they were feeling. Like, wait, where's the 
Where's the big noise? Right, and I thought maybe they just fucked up. I thought maybe they just didn't do it right. Right. And that's when Jadis pulls a gun on Rick, and that's when I yelled, I was right, damn it! <laughs> Got him. Got him. Scavengers all pull guns, um, and, uh, and they open the gates, and Negan and Dwight get out of the truck. Now, we got a tweet. I want to read the tweet here. From the, from, make sure I get it from the right person. Where is it? Let's see. Huh. Oh, here it is. Uh, from Carolina Gallardo, at Carol Gallardo. Uh, she tweets this every week at walkers underscore talkers. She says, were those saviors nearby when the TNT was prepared? So she wanted to know how, how they figured that out as well. And she says, does Negan have the save the red ascot for special days? <laughs> when he's feeling fancy. Yeah, when he's, feel, when he's feeling like there's going to be a lineup where he's going to be killing some people. Yeah. Is that his, uh, that his you know, it's his fancy clothes. For, for a photo op. You know, when he's feeling fresh and beautiful. He throws on the leather jacket, the red ascot. Someone's going to pay dearly. He's a tiny dude, man. That's what I realized. I'm like, he's like a toothpick. Yeah. And more so, like, he's got some small jeans. Yeah, in the, in the comics, Negan is a big man. Yeah. Really big. So, but listen, JDM's great. He's a great actor. So, yeah. we'll forgive the fact. But I guess you have to look at it this way: How mentally intimidating is he? That thin, and people are still afraid of him. Yeah, absolutely. And all he has is a bat. Especially when, in theory, they all could just shoot him. Right. Yeah. So Rick they says, don't. Rick says to Jadis, "We had a deal." Now Jadis explains this, but think about the timeline. Jadis says Tamiel went to Alexandria to follow the boat things meaning the finale of the first half of the season. So they right. get the stuff off the boat. She sees them with the... She's, she's the girl in the boots on the side of the, the lake. Yep. She sees them. They go back to Alexandria. They give everything that the scavengers had been waiting on the boat for for a long time. Give everything to the saviors, right? Yep. That's when uh, Olivia died and they took Eugene and Spencer died. That's all in the finale episode of the first half. And she says she followed the saviors back and got a better deal. Now, that was before Rick ever met the scavengers. Correct. Yeah, that's true. That was before they took Father Gabriel. Meaning, meaning, now I'm I'm hoping that people listening to the podcast just went, holy shit. Meaning the first time Rick went there to find Father Gabriel and he killed the... um, the megalomaniac, uh, the mega the helmet, thing, helmet yeah. right, Walker. And he went to the up, 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 and they went for guns. They already had a deal. Now, maybe Rick could have made a better deal at that point, but he didn't. He said, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm remembering vaguely. He said, we'll give you some of the stuff back, and we'll give you some of the stuff from the sanctuary. Right. Now, when they came back with the first batch of guns that they found, at the carnival, Jada says we need twice as much, which was a red flag to me. Yeah, now, now I see that. Yeah, because did they was the deal that they had to give half the guns to Negan? Was it that they wanted twice as many guns in case Negan turned on them? But for some reason, this peaceful bunch of people that doesn't bother they take needed twice as many guns. So at that point, Rick's like. We're taking back 20 guns. She says 10. He says 20. She says 10. They bargain. He takes the cat. She wants the cat back. All of that was ridiculous and pointless because she had to deal with the saviors at that point. Right. Yeah, I didn't think about that until now. 
Well, that's why we do a podcast, Intern John well, Radio. That's why, that's why I listen to episode 52 right now. I Thank believe. you. Thank you very much. So that's what that's what I'm like. I'm wondering, could Rick have made a better deal? If they had said to Rick, we have a deal with the Saviors, we want a better deal, they would have given them a better deal. Oh, but that's sure. not what happened. They made a deal that was not as good as what Jadis already had with Negan, and Jadis just made a side deal and took all the reward. So, listen, when Season 8 comes back, Mission 1, kill the friggin' scavengers. Oh, if, yeah. If they're not going to kill Negan in, in, right away, they need to put a bullet in, in, in bowl haircut woman. Well, I think it's weird, too, because when Rick had to go against that walker with, like, the helmet and spikes on, you know, Jadis said that was a test. So I'm wondering if, if uh, Negan's group didn't have to do that test, because obviously that zombie wouldn't have been around then for Rick to tackle. Right. Well, the the deal was at the sanctuary. Right. Right. She went to the sanctuary and made a deal. Now, yeah. now what I want to know is how did Tamiel go to the sanctuary? How did she get in? How did she pitch the deal? And how did they not come there and demand half their stuff anyway? Unless the deal was, like Rick said, they're going to find you eventually. Maybe the deal was, listen, you're going to find us eventually. We'll turn on Rick. Promise never to kill one of our people. Promise never to bother us, and we'll give you guns. They probably gave him half of the guns from Oceanside, which, by the way, Tara said you'll get them back when we're done. Bullshit. Calling bullshit on that because (laughs) you're not getting your guns back. Tara, you're POS. (laughs) Yeah, you can say piece of shit. It's a podcast. It's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I gave up swearing for Lent, so. You know. <laughs> well, I'm 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 not Catholic, so. Fuck, 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 fuck. I, I'm aware. There you go. <laughs> so Negan says he's yelling up to him. He says, "You pushed me. You pushed me. You were gonna blow me up. Like I get that, but people, you were gonna blow people up. And Eugene, he's one of yours. He stepped up. You people are animals." Now he's making it look like Rick's the bad guy. Yeah, that, that was pretty good reverse psychology and then making Eugene you know, even uh, distrust those guys even more. Like, you were going to kill poor Eugene, one of your own? Yeah. And you, you, you animal. You animals. Like, hey, man, you know, I'm a good guy. I'm just trying to make a dollar. I, I gave you every opportunity and you turned on me. You're the bad guy. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. as I pointed out in a tweet, Jadis sounds too much like Judas. That's another reason I called it. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. So uh, they uncover the casket, which is laying down. And uh, Negan says, you guys don't like Eugene anymore? You gotta like Sasha. I got Sasha in the casket, which was weird. I mean, we saw Sasha. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Sasha volunteered to get into the casket. She said, uh, it's a long ride. She asked Eugene how long the ride was going to be. And Eugene said two hours. Now, why would she care about the ride? Because she knows the pill takes a half hour to kill her. Right. So I knew at that point she's dead. She's getting in a casket. It's perfect. Okay. He says, I want every last gun and a, per- and a person of your own choosing to get Lucille. Daryl, I got to get me some Daryl back. And the, <laughs> and the pool table and the cues or Sasha dies. He's just naming stuff at this point. He's like, you know what? I want some lemonade. Uh, I, want some, I want some toilet paper. Hell like, yeah, the good stuff. He's got a list because, you know, he's Negan and he's, he's got upper hand now. He says, just because I brought her in a casket doesn't mean she has to leave in it. You suck ass, Rick. You really do. I don't want to have to kill her. And Rick says, let me see her. Negan taps on the casket. Now, I'm going to call bullshit on this. <laughs> I'm going to call bullshit. I'm talking, but saving the bullshit, another 20 seconds. They flash back one last time to Sasha with the headphones. She tells Abraham the dream she felt was so real, meaning that he was getting clubbed with the bat. Spoiler! 
They hug. Abraham says, we lay our heads across the chopping block for someone else. Maggie is carrying the future, putting your life on the line for someone else. That's who we are. He goes, oh my, that is living. That was the speech that was, I guess, the driving force for Sasha, that she's got to put herself on the chopping block for her friends. Yeah, that's kind of admirable, too. Okay. He's got the casket, right, up, standing up. He stands the casket up. Yep. Now, think about it. Negan opens the casket. Zombie Sasha attacks him, right? Yep. And by the way, we learned on The Talking Dead, this is only the second episode that's only had one walker in the whole episode. Sasha is the only walker. That's uh, true, yeah. And and as um, uh, Sonequa Mark, Martin Green pointed out, the actress who plays Sasha, it's the, it's one of the only times you've ever rooted for the walker. That's so true, too. Yeah, besides, well, I guess with Merle, but yeah, why didn't he kill Daryl, so. Right, right, right. So Sasha attacks Negan and jumps on him, and he's like, holy shit, and falls off the truck, and she's jumping all over him. Now, a couple things relating to the comics. First of all, I'm calling bullshit. If Negan doesn't stand the casket up, then zombie Sasha is just laying there in the casket going, Right. Right? Let me do a better one. There it is. That's good. Right? And Negan's like, damn, Sasha laying in the casket. You can't touch me. Because I have yet to see a walker get up out of a casket and stand up. Correct. That's a, that's a valid point. So I call bullshit on the fact that Negan had to stand the casket up. Now, <laughs> we got another bullshit from uh, Marcus Cheney at M-A-R-C-U-S-D-C. He says, I get your eyes change. I get that your skin gets pale and your veins pop. But how the hell did Sasha's teeth turn yellow so fast? Yeah, that's true, too. They look pointy, too, almost like a vampire, I think. Maybe right. it's just my TV. No, no, that's that's correct. So Marcus is calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on the fact that they stood the thing up. Um, at that point, it's a great distraction. Everybody gets freaked out that Sasha's attacking Negan. Little Carl turns around, starts shooting all the scavengers in the abdomen. Boom, boom, boom. Dwight starts shooting people. I'm sorry, Daryl. Daryl starts shooting people. Um, Rosita gets shot. Jadis is holding Rick at gunpoint. Um, now, when Negan's on the floor and Sasha's attacking him, a savior comes over. Like an idiot. Like an idiot and pulls zombie Sasha off of him, but yet pulls zombie Sasha onto himself. Correct. And Sasha eats his face. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, why would you throw her off? Why would you pull him on yourself? Right, just shove shove her or, or shoot her in the head. You have a gun. Yeah, hit her. Now, do you know which savior that was? Uh, no. That was Savior Roy. Roy is the asshole who two weeks ago told Enid that she shouldn't say the word veggies. She should say vegetables. We have time to say vegetables. And wouldn't help her with the basket and went into the cellar and almost got caught, almost caught Maggie and, and Daryl in the cellar. Damn, man, you catch everything. I catch everything. So the two people that fucked with Enid, that guy and Davey, Davey got killed last week when he tried yep. to rape Sasha. So what's the moral of the story? Don't fuck with Enid. Because she's possessed. She's the best, even though you don't trust her. No, I don't. No, she's, she's, uh, man, we'll see. Yeah. So Rick tells Jadis, we can make another deal. I, I can give you some stuff. I'll give you a pool table. And, and Jadis <laughs> looks at him and, and just shoots him in the hip. And he and then pushes him. And then pushes him and says, sit down. And pushes him off the, uh, off the fence area onto the ground. Which he probably would have broken an arm, I feel like. Okay, you think he would break an arm, but he got shot in the belly. And then that's it. The rest of the episode, you see him limping once or twice, but then he's, he's fine because yeah. he's Rick. He's at worst. 
Morgan stabbed him. He, he's been shot three or four times. His hands yeah. been cut open. But he's, he's Rick. Good. He's like Wolverine. Yeah, he, he, he's fighting. You know, the governor almost beat him to death. And by the way, not Wolverine in the new Logan film. Spoiler. Uh, Wolverine in in, uh, in uh, previous incantations of Wolverine. Back in the day. He heals really fast. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's dead bodies all over Alexandria. As I like to call them, uh, the red shirts. Are you familiar with that title? With that term? Uh, for my, a sports term? No, no. So uh, the red shirts, meaning not sports shirts, on Star Trek, the old TV series, whenever Captain Kirk and Spock and McCoy and a couple of the guys wearing red shirts would beam down, the red guy, the red shirts were the security guys. They right. were the guys that you, they weren't really anybody on the show. They were like miscellaneous crew members. The stormtroopers. Yeah. So the red shirts would always die. Always, gotcha. always die. So when, when the, non, the, the non-sequential people die, those are the, called the red shirts. So they're walking through the streets of Alexandria. Jadis is holding Rick at gunpoint, and there's dead Alexandrians all over the place, but nobody we care about. So the, no. the, the red shirts, they're, they're dead. That makes sense. That's perfect. There you go. Um, the saviors and the scavengers have Carl surrounded. Uh, he's on his knees. They throw Rick next to him. He's on his knees. And now we got ourselves a mini lineup again like the finale mm-hmm. of last season. Up back to the top of the building, that blonde uh, says to uh, Michonne, we win, and they start beating each other up brutally, brutally. Now, I'm calling bullshit because Michonne kicks everybody's ass. Oh, God, yeah, she does. That's uh, as right where I got when she wasn't trying. So I understand in the comics that a big male savior beat the crap out of Andrea, but right. I, I felt Michonne, I thought Michonne, go got, Michonne got beaten up pretty badly. Yeah, she got and her face effed up. Throw that girl over then too, because that girl uh, clearly had like thirty pounds on her. At least, yeah, like the throwing off the ledge makes yeah. sense. Yeah, in fairness, she was a big woman. She was a muscular-looking yeah. woman. Yeah. So Negan, Negan says to Rick, "You had to go with these filthy garbage people." And looks at Jada, says, "No offense." <laughs> That's funny too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Negan has no tolerance for her. Uh, he no. doesn't really care about them. They were just props. Yeah. Now this is the part I don't get that I want your I want your feedback on. Jada says to him, the deal is for 12, yes? And Negan says 10. And she says 12. And you remember Negan and Jadis went back and forth. I mean, uh, Rick and Jadis went back and forth on a on a couple of things where they, they negotiated. And Rick won, right? Right. And he said, say yes. Negan just gives her a dirty look like I'm fucking Negan, bitch. And Jadis looks at him and goes, all right, 10. 10, you know? So she agrees to it. Now, the question is, what are they bargaining over for? At uh, C underscore Bass on Twitter says, what do you think Jadis and Negan's deal was? What do you think they were talking about? I thought they mentioned, or maybe I got this or something, but it sounded like it was people. Didn't Negan say something about it being people or one of them did? I thought it was about what number of prisoners they get to take. I, I thought Negan said something about you were just props or something. Like, oh, maybe that's what it was. Like, don't get an attitude. You're you're just here for you were just here to to, to help out once. So, but, yeah, I guess I, I mean I still think, but only because I'm not too sure what twelve and ten would be other than right. Unless you know the gun total, I, I think it's probably people. So I think it's people. Now here's my here's the second part of the question. Then, if it's people, right? Let's say Jadis wants ten people. Is it ten people to help them in their community? Or is it 10 people to do whatever they were going to do to Father Gabriel? And what were they going to do to Father Gabriel? Golly, that's true, too. I seem to be like, like workers, like, you know, yeah, indentured but servants. Were they going to make him work? Because they don't bother, they take. 
So do they want ten people to to get food for them, or or do or or they or, or do they eat them? Yeah, that's true too. I mean, I would love to find out too. If only we knew what happened when Gabriel was there too. And I always thought it was weird that Gabriel wants to talk to them too. He's not exactly a good representation of the group. Well, I, I think we're going to find out what they want if they live. In other words, if Jadis and the scavengers aren't at the junkyard when Rick goes to kill them all, and they right. leave. It's possible they could become another group that happens in the comics. They might be they might become the whispers. And maybe they need the skins of ten people. Uh, that's it. I don't want to give away too much. I, oh I'm man, just putting, okay. I've I'm heard just, about the whispers. I'm so I'm just putting it out there. I don't know what the ten people are, but it, that's it's it's got we gotta find out what that meant. So if anyone oh, sees man. anything on a blog or an interview, but I think that's gonna really play into who the scavengers really are. Do, are the people servants? Do they have like slave labor? So that's what I, that's what I want to know. Anyway, so Negan gives Rick and Carl a speech, and he says, "This is going to make you sad. Maybe you think I'm not the guy who did that to your friends, meaning Abraham and Glenn. Spoiler: He killed right. them. Yeah, the guy with the bat. That I'm just the guy that makes your kids spaghetti. <laughs> that was funny. I, I love that line so much. And then and then man, Negan man, he says, "Oh shit, maybe this is on me. I got to make it right." I guess I got to start all over again. In other words, it's my fault you think I'm nice. Yep. It's my fault that you think you can get away with shit like this. I obviously haven't t- taught you a lesson. I'm going to make it up to you. He says, if I had a kid, I'd want him to be just like your kid, Rick, which makes this so much harder. And Carl says, you're not going to win, just like his dad would say. Mm-hmm. And, and Negan says, it's over. Use your one ball and look up the street. <laughs> which is another great line. At that point, someone goes flying over the rooftop and dies, and Rick thinks it was Michonne, which he does in the comics. He thinks it was Andrea who falls out of the tower. Right. And Negan says, you just lost someone important to you. That is timing. You chose this. This isn't a warning. This is a punishment. And I'm going to kill Carl now. Very matter-of-factly. So mm-hmm. first of all, he's rubbing it in his face that Michonne may have died. He doesn't know who Michonne right. is. He doesn't know who his girlfriend is. He does in the comics. He doesn't know here. Um, I'm going to make it one nice hard swing. One, because I like him. You know, I don't want to drag it out. I hit no, him once. No. I hit him once. And then Lucille is going to take your hands. I mean, he's a prick. And that's, that's in the comics, too. I've heard that the governor takes Rick's hand. Uh, the governor takes Rick's right hand. Uh, which would have been season three. But, okay. But they didn't do it on TV for a couple of reasons. One, the CGI is really expensive. And sure. two, they felt it would be hard to film scenes. He said the example he gave, uh, Scott Gimple and, and, and Robert Kirkman, uh, the example that Kirkman gave, the uh, creator of the series, he said, it's one thing in the comics if Rick has to climb up on top of a truck, you can just put him on top of a truck. Right. But on TV, you have to explain how one armed guy climbed up to the top of a truck. He yeah, said it's, it's just not, that's why they keep making references. He cuts his hand open. Negan sure. Negan acts like he's going to cut his hand off with the machete. Yep. It's a little tribute. Now, it doesn't mean that five seasons from now he won't lose his hand for a season and then they kill him, but right. he's not losing his hand. And now Rick gives the same kind of speech he gave in the woods at the end of season six. You can do it right in front of me. Take my hands. I already told you. I'm going to kill you. All of you. Not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But nothing is going to change that. Nothing. You're all already dead. 
which is just but, what he said to the guys at Terminus when he was tied up at the trough and they were cutting, they were banging everybody in the head with a bat. Yep. The same thing. The bat, you, got, you have a bat, he's going to kill you. And he even told the guy in Terminus, I'm going to use my, my, red-handed, my red-handled sword, uh, knife, and I'm going to kill you with it. Uh, God, that was, I'm just thinking back to the sound of metal bats off the head, too. Yeah, that was, that was an effed up uh, episode. Yes, it was. So Negan laughs, and he says, he gives him the same look, like, damn, wow. All right, Rick, you said I could. And he takes Carl's hat off, and he lifts Lucille up. And then the best moment of the show, Shiva, boom, comes flying in and eats a savior. And, uh, and Negan says, a tiger? Now... <laughs> So here are a couple of tweets we got, John. Uh, Tanya, who's at shoes 4 t she says, so how did Shiva know who to attack? Hashtag calling bullshit. <laughs> uh, zombie show. Come yeah, on. Right. And then uh, Gerardo D. Na- Nazareth, he's at G. Nazareth. He says, call BS. Shiva attacks the guy standing and not Negan, who was the aggressive one with the bat. And, uh, and why did no one shoot the tires out of Negan's truck? Hashtag bullshit. Um, Last year, too. I thought, too, it was interesting that Negan, when he was going after Carl, swung from behind. Yeah. Because what Abraham and uh, Glenn he did from the front. I mean, I'm sure it was uh, the tiger or whatever. I think it, was, I for, it was I think it was for our camera angle. Yeah. But it also, too, could be more so like he's actually trying to kill Carl with one blow as opposed to right. do it for show. You also, know? I don't know if he wanted to look at Carl's face. Maybe he didn't, he didn't want to look at Carl because he kind of likes the kid. Yeah. Now. Here's my explanation. You can call bullshit on my on my explanation if you want. I think because they showed the making of that scene on Talking Dead that they used a guy in a blue suit who sure. took a flying leap. Negan was on his knees with Rick, right, talking to Rick. The savior was standing. It's possible when Shiva locked onto a target. Yeah. Negan was still on his knees talking to Rick, and then by the time he stood up, Shiva was already mid-flight. Like yeah, he was already sense. ready to go. Now, yeah. how how Shiva knew other saviors to kill, I don't know. Unless unless they had something from a savior that had a scent on it, like that smelled like the sanctuary. I'm sure there's some explanation, but a lot of people were calling bullshit on a, how Shiva knew who to eat because Shiva doesn't know everyone from the kingdom. Could have could have eaten a kingdom person. Yeah, and that's like when Herschel's uh, shotgun in the end of season two, he need to reload it. It's like all yeah. right, folks. And the Come fact on. that last week Carl was aiming with his patch. When he was yeah, shooting his rifle, it's like it's a zombie show, guys. Come on. Right? Yeah, you're it the guy. Yeah, you're the guy who wants to know how they defuse the bomb. So, okay. Well, I'm just saying that was a fair one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so at that point, now another another chills moment. Ezekiel comes charging in with the kingdom, and he says, "Alexandria will not fall on this day." Mm-hmm. That, that was a great line. Yeah, a, it was. A, a little hokey, but so great it didn't matter. No. Now Carol's there, right? Maggie comes flying in. Daryl's got a gun. And Negan's behind a car, which, by the way, Negan pulls out a gun that we learned on Talking Dead was the same gun that Snake Plissken used in Escape from New York, a great movie from the uh, from the seventies. So that was oh, a tribute, cool. little tribute to, to Snake Plissken. And he says, really cool. he says, "Goddamn tiger!" And uh, and then then he starts firing the gun, and then he sees Maggie, and he says, "The widow is alive. Guns are blazing." <laughs> And he turns to Simon. He goes, Simon, this is a case of shit. That was like part of the part of the funniest sequence of the whole thing. That was great because now he's learning everything. He's like everything he thought he knew is out. He, uh-huh. he knows that Gabriel lied to him. A priest lied to him. 
uh, about Maggie being dead, and uh, and he didn't shoot at Maggie. Nobody shot at Shiva, which is crazy. But okay, so uh, so Simon and, and Negan slide off to the left. Another savior comes over to start shooting from that spot, and here comes Shiva and eats that guy's mm-hmm. face. Ray right instantly. I also do think too, like going back with the Gregory thing. I think now Negan's piecing together. He's gonna know Gregory was lying too. So Gregory goes to the sanctuary. Yeah. Good luck, friend. Yeah, because he's like, how come you didn't tell me? Like, I, look, he doesn't know that Maggie was at Sanctuary still. He doesn't right. know that. So he's got a shot of maybe not because uh, nobody knows Maggie's there. I don't think Negan's ever been to the hilltop because Simon always goes. Right. So he may not know who's who. Now, he needs to figure out where Daryl was because clearly Daryl wasn't at Alexandria when they came looking for him. Right. But uh, Dwight, was, Dwight was in the fight, but Dwight was shooting over people's head because he doesn't want to kill anybody. Although I thought we were going to see Dwight shoot some saviors in the back. I mean, I thought it was going to happen too, but I mean, I guess probably saving that. But I was like, there's a good chance to shoot right. some friendly fire. Also, in the comics, Jesus runs up because there's a lineup in the comics with a yeah. few people, with Rick and Carl and a couple other people. Jesus runs up and beats the crap out of Negan, which we didn't see. So oh, although dope. although Maggie and Jesus saved the day with the with the kingdom, Jesus didn't fight Negan. Which I was right. disappointed in. Anyway, that would have been dope. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, so Morgan kills some dude with a stick and nods at Rick. Rick nods at him, which was like, "Yeah, Morgan's back." That's okay. what I was excited for too. Like, our crazy Morgan's here again. Yeah, crazy Morgan's back. Uh, and then the scavengers shoot up a flare, which must have been some kind of signal. They start throwing smoke cans and they hightail it out of there. Yep. Because they're cowards. Um, Ezekiel's like, "We finished this," and and everybody starts running after them. They're not letting them get away running away. They're firing at the trucks. Negan comes by in his military vehicle, and he's in the passenger seat. I guess Simon was driving. A couple of the no-name or smaller-name Alexandrians start machine-gunning the truck. And brilliant. I got, brilliant, right. Except, um, as Gerardo uh, asked us, no one shot the tires of Negan's truck. Yeah. Now, it's a military truck. First of all, I don't think the Alexandrians who just learned how to fire guns are thinking like it's a cop show. No, not at all. They're shooting at the tarp part of the truck where there's probably saviors in the back, right? Yep. You'd want to shoot and kill them. Trying to get something. Meanwhile, Negan's in the front seat with the window open, giving him the finger. That was the best part. Nothing <laughs> <And laughs> like, lost here, guys. I'll be back. Yeah, like, fuck you, I'm coming back. And, and you know what? By the way, I thought that was great that he flipped him the bird because a birdie told him what was going on. So yeah, I was like, that's oh, true too. On the, and it was sort of like a like Tara giving Rachel the finger at Oceanside. Yeah. And so they missed him. They missed everyone in the back of the truck. So getting these unqualified people to shoot the tires out, and those are huge tires. Those didn't look like the type of tires. If you shot them, it would be a problem. No, no. Because there were six tires. Military grade, yeah. There's military grade six tires. If you shoot one of them out, the truck's gonna keep going. Yeah, that's so what I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that one slide. Sure. However, um. The scavengers jump over the wall. They go past the gate. They lock the gate. And then um, we got a tweet here that wanted to know. Let's see. I want to find it on my sheet here. When when did the Garbage Pail Kids, this is Marcus Cheney, Marcus uh, DC. When did the Garbage Pail Kids become ninjas? They went over the wall and they disappeared completely. Yeah, that's true. They, they climb in the, that giant-ass wall. I didn't think about that. That's true. Yeah, they climbed over the wall. I guess they climb stuff in the junkyard. I guess they're climbers. And that's they, gotta they, be a giant ass fall on the other end because it wouldn't be those like places, the foothold is, you know. Right. 
So I'm Marcus is calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on how they get away so fast. Now, yeah. now Daryl couldn't open the gate. He went up on top of a truck to see them. And they were all gone. Saviors are gone. Scavengers are gone. We don't know where the scavengers went. We find out the saviors went home, obviously. Um, Rick and Carl are running around looking for whatever they can look for, and they see the dead blonde woman on the ground. Yep. So they know Michonne's not dead. They find Michonne in the house. She's completely smashed in face-wise. And she, she mumbled. I don't know if you can make out what, what she said. She said, we will win. And Rick said, we are, we will. Mm-hmm. We go to the sanctuary. We're wrapping up, by the way, John. I promise we're getting there. If you like long no, podcasts, if you like long podcasts, you got your wish. Hell yeah. It's got, it's got to last till October now, so... So there you go. Uh, we're back at the sanctuary. Uh, they're getting ready for war. Negan points his bat at Eugene and says, how the hell do you think Sasha ended up in that box dead? Yeah. And Eugene very cleverly quickly says, the box was covered in tarp really tightly. She ran out of air. And Negan looks at him like, maybe. But now I don't trust you anymore. Uh-huh. He's in that look. Uh-huh. Negan walks out. All the saviors are gathered. There's a lot of them. Now, these are just the saviors at the sanctuary. Correct. These aren't all the outposts. Right. We already know they have a lot of outposts. Number one, Rick and the gang wiped out an outpost at the beginning of season six. Mm-hmm. Middle of season uh, middle of season six. When um, Sasha, no Sasha, Michonne stopped that girl in the pickup truck and she drove them to another outpost and said, look what you're up against. Look how many there are. Yeah. So th- we don't know how many saviors there are. We have no idea how many there are, which is why um, Dwight said, we got to go in there, wipe them out, get all the helpers, all the people working in the market to join us, and then start wiping out outposts because there's a lot of outposts. We don't even know where Gavin and Jared live and work. That's true. We got to get their ass too. Um, Now, he gives a speech to all these guys. All he said is, we're we're going to war, and they're like, yeah, we're going to war. Now, there's a famous scene that Negan gives a very long speech in the comics in that part of the story. Talking about how this... Now, he still may give the speech next season. So I don't want to ruin too much. Okay. When season eight comes back, if he doesn't give the speech, we'll talk about it. But he talks about how basically we're the big dicks in this society now. Big swinging dicks. And we got to swing our dicks bigger than we've ever swung them before. And (laughs) we're going to swing them like like a helicopter. And it's a really great, funny Negan speech that they didn't give. So I'm I'm hoping he gives it next season. Yeah. Like part two of that rally to war. Oh, is fantastic. that speech. It's a great speech. <laughs> so uh, so then we hear a voiceover back at Alexandria. Rick says, do you think Sasha did that herself? And Maggie says, I don't know how, but I know she did. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she must have done that for us. She gave us a chance, and Rick says, she gave us a chance, and you gave us a chance. You made the right decision coming to help us, bringing the people from the hilltop. Now, Sasha had no idea, in retrospect, that Negan would open up the box standing up and that that would be a distraction. Right. Now, I did want to address something before we, we talk about the final scene. I've talked about the Holly death for four or five episodes, that Sasha took over the role of Holly. In the comics, Holly is the blonde who works at Alexandria on the construction team, falls in love with Abraham, and he leaves Rosita for Holly. Sasha doesn't exist in the comics. On the TV show, when the wolves attacked, we meet Holly, she gets stabbed, and she dies. Dr. Denise can't save her. At that point, Sasha became Holly. Holly, Got it. Yeah, makes sense. Holly drove her car through the fence at the sanctuary. And in the comics, spoiler, if you're reading the comics, Holly crashes her car, 
They capture her. And the next thing you see is Negan brings Holly back to Alexandria like he came last night at the finale. She has a hood over her head. And he says, you know what? Remember, there's no scavengers. He says, I'm going to give her back to you as, 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 a, as a, a way of uh, making peace. Let's make peace, Rick. And Holly is given back to them. And Dr. Denise, who's still alive at this point in the comics, pulls the hood off. And Holly's already dead. Negan had killed her. And Holly, dead Walker Holly, bites Dr. Denise, in, in, in essence, killing her. Oh, damn. And that's the scene. Now, that happened on Fear the Walking Dead with Jesse McCartney, where they put a bag over zombie Jesse McCartney's head and gave him back to Connor on the pier, and they took the bag off his head, and he bit everybody. Right. The writer from Fear the Walking Dead said he had no idea that happened in the comics. (laughs) And and that nobody on his show knew it, and nobody told him, don't do that. So it kind of made it where they couldn't do it now on The Walking Dead because the same stunt had been done already on Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, God, that happened. Yeah, exactly. So Sasha didn't bite anyone because I was trying to figure out if she's Holly. Negan didn't kill her, right? He, he, he genuinely thought she was alive. He genuinely liked Sasha. But in the right. comics, he's more of a prick. Here, he was sort of a decent guy uh, in terms of Sasha. And so Sasha didn't, you know, she didn't know who she was going to bite when that casket opened. But no. they, but they did change it from the comics. So she didn't bite any of the Alexandrians. She tried to bite Negan. But she took the pill to kill herself. But really, had he not picked the, the box up, she would have wasted her own death. Or she, or if she didn't uh, turn that quickly either. Imagine if she'd taken the pill and hadn't turned yet. Right. Like, All right well, she's dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that I, I call bullshit a little bit on, on the standing up of the coffin. But anyway, so that that's it on, on that. Um, Maggie says to Rick, the decision was made before we knew each other. When Glenn didn't know you but saved you, meaning in the tank back in Atlanta in episode yeah. one, it started all this. To hey, sac- dummy. Yeah, hey, dumbass. To sacrifice for each other. And and she's given this voiceover as we see Jesus and Maggie finding Walker Sasha, and they have to put her down in the woods, and Maggie kills her. Yeah. Um, and so at the there's a funeral for Sasha at Alexandria, we see Morgan and Carol together reflecting on what, what's happened. They both realize now that war is the only way, even though they were both pacifists, in an annoying way. Weren't you annoyed this season about Carol not wanting to hurt anybody and I don't want to kill again? And, and Yeah, because Carol became such a badass. Right. You know, from being like this character, it's like, oh, she's not going to last past the season. Until all of a sudden, like, damn, it's almost like she's reverting back to how she was in the first season. Right. Like, I don't want to hurt anybody. Honey, it's the zombie apocalypse. You, you yeah, get, you're badass. You're right. a leader. So it was good. It was good to see the two of them being badasses again. Um, Daryl's over at the at the fence. He finally gets it open, and you know, very nice of Daryl. Very convenient. I'm calling bullshit. Uh, Dwight left a carved wooden statue or soap statue um, by the fence. Very convenient. And on the back of it, it said "Didn't know," meaning Dwight's. I didn't know the scavengers were going to turn on you. Right. You know, you got to nope. believe me. And those are the ones that he, I think he had in the woods too before when Daryl met them and uh, his wife. And right, the other right. Ladies, he, he, right. That's like he's a carver. If you remember when yeah. when Daryl yeah. went into Dwight's when uh, Daryl went into Dwight's room at the sanctuary and stole his clothing, he had all those carved figures and he threw them over. Da- yeah. D- he knows Dwight's the carving guy, so he knows it's right. from him. He knows it's from him. Um, 
so we, we're in the hot, we're, I guess, like the hospital type room. Tara's by Rosita's side as she's recovering from her gunshot. Um, they have no doctor, so I'm not really sure how they helped uh, take right. the bullet out of her. Um, Rick is fine because he's Rick, you know, as we talked it's about. A miracle. He's with yep. Michonne. Um, Maggie and Sasha, um, you know, we talked about how they, they honored their men in different ways. And, and Maggie's going on about how Glenn made the decision, Rick. I was just following his lead. And she's holding the watch, uh, you know, the pocket watch in her hand as Ezekiel, Maggie, and Rick, and Shiva are at the on a little stage. I guess the three heads of the communities at this point. Because mm-hmm. as far as we're concerned, Gregory's dead. He's dead to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, did you did you get a little emotional at the end? I thought it was. That was it's kind of a good way to put it. And then it kind of gave me a flashback of when Rick was trying to talk about going to war, and Maggie said we have everything. To, or she said something like we have everything to lose. I think that was maybe the end of last season or towards the end, where Maggie was kind of foreshadowing something happening, and it's like you know, it was like damn, it's kind of a prophetic thing to say. And then when she was talking about how Glenn made the decision, I was like, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, like Glenn didn't have to save Rick, but he did all those seasons ago back in Atlanta, yeah, episode one. Right, and that's how it all happened. Was was Glenn? Yeah. Glenn found Rick. Um, I wanted to just mention real quick about Michael Cutlets being on this episode with Abraham. Um, I don't know if you heard me talking about it in a previous episode, but it, we talked about this a few times. It wasn't a spoiler to anyone paying attention. First of all, if you pay attention to The Walking Dead and Talking Dead and this podcast, that Michael Cutlets was going to be on, which meant that Sasha was going to die. Right. The season premiere, I've said this before, I'll just make it quick. The season premiere of Talking Dead, right after the double kill. Spoiler! <laughs> I think you say spoiler after yeah, you said the spoiler. That, that, that's right, that's right. Because it's not a spoiler <laughs> warning, it's a spoiler. Yeah. Um, Scott Gimple's talking about how season seven, um, the rest of season seven is going to be great. We have all these things happening. And Michael Cutlett stood up and he said, don't forget there's a big Abraham episode that I'm in. And Cutlets is like, yeah, there's a, you know, he, he says there's a big Abraham episode coming up. Well, if Abraham, Damn. if Abraham's dead at that point, the only way Abraham's getting a big episode is in a flashback. And the only reason you'd have a flashback is if, you know, Sasha's dying. But except for Lori came back from the prison when Rick didn't die. Rick was going a little crazy. Back uh, when he had the phone, the phone call with all the dead people, which I didn't get at the time. Those were the dead people. Yeah, that was that was freaky. You're talking about season two, I guess, right at the prison. At the prison, yeah, crazy or Rick three, whatever it was. Yeah, crazy Rick. Um, yeah, you're right. But I, I just felt like, why would they have a, a an Abraham flashback? Be- yeah, because yes, Laurie, but Laurie didn't come back in a flashback. He was hallucinating. Yeah, I guess that's true too. And, and he was messed up. But Sasha had no reason to hallucinate. I just yeah. figured that was her. Plus, she's on Star Trek. Like we all knew she was leaving the show. <laughs> Son of a Son of a it's bitch. Like when Norman Reese got that ride with Norman show, but like, oh my god, it's gonna be Daryl dies because Norman's got this new show. I'm like, right. nah. Nah, nah, Daryl's not going anywhere, at least for a while. Uh real, real quick, let's talk about Talking Dead on an hour later. Why? Hashtag F you into the Badlands. Amen. I had to Retweet. wait. So not only was The Walking Dead a half hour longer than normal, so I had to wait an hour and a half later to get Talking Dead. Uh, Scott Gimple, the head writer, Norman Reedus, Jeffrey Dean Morgan with a huge beard. I don't know if that's for another movie or Negan's going to grow his beard back. And and Sonequa Martin-Green, of course, Sasha. Um, Gimple says it was always about Sasha not being a victim, that they didn't want the character of her. uh, That's why that Negan didn't kill her, that she wanted they wanted her to go out in her own way. Now, that sounds really great because Holly was a victim. But would you have let Sasha go out in her own way if you could have used the bag over the head trick? 
So I don't know if that's I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm calling I'm calling half bullshit on Scott Gimple. Scott Gimple. Scott M M Gimple. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan says the lineup this time was different because Andrew Lincoln was giddy knowing how the scene would end. He said that the first lineup in the finale and premiere, Andrew Lincoln was depressed. He was hard to be around because he knew what a tough scene it was. But because he knew it was going to end well with Shiva, um, he was kind of like cocky about it the whole time. Like, yeah, let's film this scene because after this, you know, I'm going to win and and you're going to be on the run. So he said it was a whole different vibe, which I found which I found interesting. Michael, well, I heard that he like Jeffrey D. Morgan. I heard was, was trying to be a dick to him too, wasn't he? Last like, I just kind of gave him under his skin. Yeah, he was. He was really right. He, he, right, he was being a real prick and really yeah. you know crapping on him, so he would feel like he was being crapped on. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Michael Cutlett showed up as a surprise on the show. He's no longer a redhead, so whatever he's filming, he had gray hair. It looked kind of weird. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan would not apologize for killing him. They, they asked him to apologize. He said he would not. Uh, let's see. Uh, and that's uh, and that's it. So uh, overall, I think it was a uh, an uneven season uh, with all some of the slow parts. But overall, I liked it. Overall, what w- what would you give the uh, the season on a scale of one to ten? I mean, it's it's hard because I do think too. Like, and everybody talks about how long the shows can go on for. And I think what they've been doing, and this is my theory at least. So the reason why you don't steal all the characters in the same episodes is for money. Yeah. No scrubs back in the day, you would rarely see Zach Braff and uh, Donald. Uh, what the hell's his last name? You rarely see them all in the same episodes because they would save money. So that's my only worry about the show in general is that it's not going to be because of a ratings thing. It's going to be like a twenty-four thing when they just can't afford to do the show anymore. So I think that's why you see them split the characters up. So while I think it was cool to see the side stories, uh, I didn't think. I guess. Yeah, you know, the show always kind of gets pooped on for having like filler episodes where it's just a bunch of BS, nothing happens. I thought there was less of that this season than there was in seasons past. I'm okay. sure they're setting up the you know the right. uh, kingdom and well, people hated stuff. people hated the Oceanside episode, but it turned out to be fairly important. Yeah, I just think it was because of Tara, though. To me, it's like it, it, I, I, the I got was like they were like, oh crap, we're losing all these people. We gotta make Tara a character now. Right. And the same thing with Rosita, where it's like, no, it's too late for that. Like, Rosita hasn't done anything. Like, you, you can't just make them a Maggie or a Sasha or a Carol. Well, I, th- uh, I think Rosita certainly became more badass, and I think her mission with Sasha, Sasha kept pointing out how valuable she was, how, and she got to show how much she knows, that she she knows bomb-making and on knot tying. I think they yeah. want they want to make her a more important female on the show, especially if Carol goes to live at the, at the kingdom long-term. They need another badass, and Maggie's at Hilltop, so they need a badass at Alexandria with Sasha gone. Uh, here's what I'll say about the Tara episode. Um, you know, Heath was being written off the show because he's on 24 now, and, okay. and, and he may come back, you know, at some point, whenever. Uh, but I think another reason they filmed that episode is because we didn't know who was going to die from the, the Negan bat in the premiere. Right. They needed to have some footage of something to show in the trailer. Without, without giving away who dies and who doesn't die. Right. So that's that's my assessment. Yeah, that makes sense, too. So there you go. So on that note, uh, Jamie returns next week for our podcast. Uh, intern John, um, you'll be back anytime we need you, I hope. I hope this wasn't painful for you. No, it's dope. I mean, I, it's exciting. I, and to be honest, I'm really hoping that they send something. I think the bat came, uh, that was, was it the beginning of this, of this season? Was it back in October? Uh, I think we got it in November or December. Like, it was after he used it. 
Okay. So, um, no, I think I, I, well, I had one? mine, I think, for the first episode. So I remember watching when Glenn died. I had it. So I guess it might, hopefully they send something dope again. That's the cool thing about this show is, like, realistically, I mean, you, you, you get it, too, being on the other side of things. They don't have to give a crap about their fans because the fans are going to watch regardless. Right. The fact they reached out and said that kind of stuff is pretty dope. Oh no, yeah! Have, shout we, out to we, we have watched the show regardless. You know shout I mean? out to AMC. They've been they've been great with uh, with sending out and taking care of people and um, taking care of listeners and having great contests. It's the biggest show on television. Like you said, they can just sit back, but they don't. So shout out to AMC because we love them, and shout yeah. out to AMC because we want more stuff. Yeah, please. Yeah, hello. I always thought if they want to send us like one of those heads like the governor had, I think that'd be pretty cool. That'd be fun. Like in a fish tank. That'd be pretty dope. <laughs> that would be dope. Uh, and you, you cannot send us a hot iron. How about that? Hell yes. <laughs> Very good. Uh, at intern John Radio, at walkers underscore talkers, of course, me at David underscore Brody. Tweet us what you thought of this episode, what you thought it'd be nice. Lie, tell us you love John. I thought he was great. Uh, thank you, John, for filling in. Have a wonderful week. And uh, we will be on every week, even though there's no show. Until Fear the Walking Dead comes back and Preacher. And then before you know it, it's October and we're good to go again. And not going to watch Into the Badlands because it's that principle. Yeah, hashtag F you Into the Badlands. Uh, intern John, you know what time it is? Time to take a nap for me. No, <laughs> no, rookie. It's time to shut this shit down. Yeah. I, I can't swear. It's Lent. <laughs> okay, well, I'll shut it down myself then. <laughs> there you go.